0: Hey Crypt Keepers, I want to tell you about our exciting new affiliation with Parabox. Parabox is a t-shirt subscription box with a twist. Each month you will receive a new paranormal soft style tee and info card about that month's theme. The shirt and card will contain clues to finding a hidden password for use on their website. You'll also find clues to next month's theme. Correct entries get entered in a raffle for free gear. The shirts are unique. They're pretty dope with designs about all your favorite paranormal stuff like Black Eyed Kids, Bigfoot, Nazca Lines, and a really cool Battle of Los Angeles tee. That's one I'm hoping I will get here sometime soon. The designs are silk screened onto a soft style tee that's super comfortable. From the moment you open your pair box, you'll be so engrossed by the t-shirt, you'll forget there's a puzzle built into it. That's right, each shirt contains a secret password It can be in the form of codes, ciphers, riddles, numbers, images, or other hidden gems. Have fun exploring the design and putting the pieces together to figure out where to go next. Get your exclusive link in the show notes, and we get a little kickback when you sign up for the box, so you can support the show while getting cool swag with mysteries in the process. Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to Season 3 of Cryptique. I'm joined, as always, by a man who's my friend till the end, Ryan, Kepasa.
1: That's suspicious. You're not. Suspicious as to you saying something like normal.
0: (laughs) It gets into what we are talking about, because Chucky was going to be everybody's friend till the end. Ah. So that's that's the cleverness. Tell them what they need to know.
1: So as always, share us on social media. It's the best way to spread the word about us. You can also find us on TikTok at cryptique underscore podcast and YouTube at cryptique podcast.
0: And we are going to continue to put new stuff up right now. The TikToks on YouTube are in their infancy. And we are going to start putting full podcasts up on YouTube. So if that's more convenient for you guys, you can listen there. We've got the Parabox link in the show notes. And we have the Cryptique store coming soon. But anyway, that's enough of the business. What are we talking about tonight?
1: Tonight we are talking about...
0: Dolls.
1: Dolls. Yeah, sorry, I had to find my place. It's one of those words. Tonight we are talking about... yeah. It's like dolls, tonight we're talking dolls. about dolls.
0: It's gonna mess you up the rest of the episode. No, no. <laughs> dolls.
1: Tonight we are talking about dolls, with which we have a love hate relationship, right?
0: Uh, of course,
1: because I hate them, and some people love them.
0: And I mean, if you consider action figures as like men dolls, uh, okay, sure. The transformer dolls you have, and the GI Joe dolls you have, and. Thundercat dolls and man uh, dolls. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I had all those.
0: We love had them. Had we had hate them. them. You know, some of them are kind of sweet. You know, little Cabbage Patch dolls were kind of cute or whatever. And then some of the old porcelain dolls are scary. Like the Annabelle doll from the the movie, not the real Annabelle, but yeah, you know, terrifying. So, yeah, nightmare fuel. Absolutely. But what do they run?
1: They run the gamut from prized porcelain antiques to creepy haunted items. Or in my case, I had... Uh, what was it like a Little Mermaid? No. Something like that. Some kind of...
0: Inflatable?
1: No. <laughs> no. No, it was basically like a Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. The legs, like all the limbs were very straight. Mm-hmm. And they were, I'm guessing... Probably rubber with some kind of wire in the middle to, like, give it form. Mm-hmm. And they bounced really well. We would throw them, like, the way you might throw a knife to, like, try to stick in the ground or something, but we'd throw it in such a way that the feet would hit the ground and the thing would just launch off.
0: Huh. That's interesting. All right, so what have we covered so far as far as dolls go?
1: We've talked about the Island of the Dolls in Mexico and, of course, Scared. Annabelle. hmm But tonight we are talking about Chucky... Robert the doll and the Russian doll maker in our after party. So, Child's Play, also known as Chucky, is an American slasher media franchise created by Don Marchini, Mancini. Okay, that's. Put your fingers
0: together, dude. Thumb and two four four fingers.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know what? Let's just leave it like that. Fine. Fine. (laughs) We'll let we'll let people have a peek behind the curtain. I fuck up even easy stuff. The films mainly focus on Chucky, a notorious serial killer who frequently escapes death by performing a voodoo ritual to transfer his soul into a good guy doll. The original film, Child's Play, was released on November 9th, 1988. The film has spawned six sequels, a television series, a remake, comic books, a video game, and tie-in merchandise. The first, second, and fourth films were box office successes, with all of the films earning over $182 million worldwide. Including revenues from sales of videos, DVDs, video on demand, and merchandise, the franchise has generated over a quarter of a billion dollars. Wow. It also won a Saturn Award for Best Horror Franchise. And I remember getting the shit scared out of me as a kid, watching the first one and then the second one, <laughs> and then being like, you know what, I'm out. I don't <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore.
0: I, I don't remember them as scary as a, at all. I mean, I was a little bit older than you, I think. But yeah. still, I mean, I remember going and being like, this is supposed to scare me. I would kick the shit out of that doll. I mean, dude, even if a two-foot doll comes at you with a butcher knife, kick the shit out of that thing and you'll be fine. Man. Child's Play, 1988. Gunned down by Detective Mike Norris. Dying Murderer. Charles Lee Ray uses voodoo magic to put his soul inside a doll named Chucky, which Karen Barclay buys for her young son, Andy. And Charles Lee Ray was not a real person. Um, I think there was a serial killer named David Earl Ray But it's a great name for a serial killer one way or the other. Like, if I said, man, did you hear? Charles Lee Ray killed 30 people over the past 15 years on the highways and byways of the Midwest. And you'd be like, sounds legit to me. But when Chucky kills Andy's babysitter, the boy realizes the doll is alive and tries to warn people. But he's institutionalized. Now, Karen must convince the detective of the murderous doll's intentions before Andy becomes Chucky's next victim.
1: Two years after serial killer Charles Lee Ray inserted his soul into a Chucky doll, a toy company attempts to recreate the doll, bringing Ray back in the process. The possessed doll intent on claiming a human body kills his way toward former owner Andy, presumably not of Toy Story fame. Andy's foster sister tries to protect him, but his foster parents believe Andy is just a troubled kid, and Chucky's murderous path continues
0: and you guys have probably all seen the franchise and you know we saw scream six the other day and i just you know my daughters were like "eh, it's okay and I'm like the thing is they're just gonna keep making these movies until people stop going that's just how it is once you get up past two or three and in most you know horror franchises they kind of become repetitive and boring in any case so there's a long history of haunted dolls. Everybody knows that. According to Linda Rodriguez McRobbie, the concept of malevolent dolls gained attention in the 20th century when film and entertainment technology was able to realistically portray quote, self-inanimate end quote dolls as quote, dangerously animate. So basically that's just saying that they take a doll that seems safe, friendly, cuddly, and make it alive and evil. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's made up, but, you know, it is what it is. McRobbie cites examples such as the 1936 film The Devil Doll by Todd Browning, the Living Doll episode of Twilight Zone, the Clown Doll from the film Poltergeist, and, of course, everybody's friend to the end, Chucky, as well as B-movie variations and the homicidal doll theme such as Dolly Dearest, demonic toys, and blood dolls. The popularity of films and entertainment about haunted dolls, the popularity of films and entertainment about haunted dolls has resulted in the sale of dolls claimed to be haunted on eBay, Amazon, Etsy, and many other sites. According to Katherine Carlson of the New Yorker, sales listings are often accompanied by claims of paranormal phenomena associated with the doll. Carlson wrote that such dolls bring with them a certain fascination that a regular doll does not since a haunted doll requires proof, or at least enough of a backstory, that a prospective buyer can embrace the possibility of the supernatural. According to folklore professor Libby Tucker, ghost tours, ads for haunted hotels, and other monetary transactions build on pre-existing beliefs and narratives. And that's certainly true with everything paranormal, because every single old Place whether it's an old hotel, an old bar, an old inn, an old anything, everybody's jumping on the ghost tour wagon, right? Hey, we can, you know, we close the museum at 7 o'clock, but we can charge $50 for ghost tours overnight and get, you know, 15, 20 people a night going in there and make some extra money. Why not? The fact that people buy and sell ghostly materials takes nothing away from these materials' value for folklore researchers, which is considerable. Tell us about some notable haunted dolls. So there are
1: several supposedly haunted dolls that have appeared in popular culture in recent years. Robert the doll is one of those which I believe we've talked about before here. Robert is a doll claimed to be possessed by spirits, that is on display at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. That was once owned by Key West painter and author Robert Eugene Otto. And we'll talk more about him in a minute. Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll alleged by Ed and Lorraine Warren to be haunted and is displayed at the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. The doll served as the inspiration for the films The Conjuring and Annabelle. Letter the Doll Kerry Walton of Brisbane, Australia, has appeared on a number of television programs with a doll he claims to have found while visiting an abandoned building in 1972 in Wagga Wagga or Wagga Wagga Australia. (laughs) I just wanted to say that
0: twice. There's no... (laughs) For sure. Pronunciation's not that different. You won't get a chance like that again.
1: No, no, definitely not. According to Walton, he named the doll Letta Me Out because of its supposedly supernatural characteristics. Walton claims that people have seen the doll move in front of them and that the doll has left visible scuff marks around the house. Okiku. According to modern Japanese folklore, in 1918, a teenager named Aikichi Suzuki, sounds good to me, purchased a large doll from Hokkaido for his younger sister, Okiku, who gave the doll her name. When Okiku died, her family came to believe that Okiku's spirit was inhabiting the doll and the hair on the doll was growing. The doll resides in... Mananji Temple in Hokkaido where it is claimed that a priest regularly trims Okiku's still growing hair.
0: And that kind of ties into our episode on like Japanese female spirits because I think Okiku was the girl in the ring too. The name of the girl in the ring. So there's all kinds of weird Japanese legends about female spirits and apparently even in dolls that their hair just keeps growing. Like I don't know if that's a like a Japanese phobia or something, but it seems <laughs> that they all have this gr- growing hair that won't stop. But who else? Mandy.
1: Made in England or Germany between 1910 and 1920. Mandy is a porcelain baby doll donated to the Quesnel Museum in British Columbia in 1991 that is claimed to have supernatural powers. Mandy's eyes supposedly follow museum visitors. The doll has been featured on the Montel Williams show.
0: So you know it's legit. It has hit the big time. Montel Williams. (laughs) We know who Montel Williams is, unfortunately. It's legit. Montel says so.
1: Pulau Ubin Barbie. According to Singapore legend, that person Barbie is a Barbie doll displayed in a memorial temple said to have supernatural powers. So it's a Barbie doll, but they've given it this name that I don't want to try to pronounce again
0: I bet she can jump like a motherfucker too
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we'll tell you more about the inspiration for Chucky after a quick break welcome back Crypt Keepers
0: We told you we were gonna talk a little bit about Robert the Doll. Now, Robert the Doll is another one of these dolls that looks cute. You know, he's about three foot tall. I think he's supposed to be a, a sailor. He also has a dark secret. Also, the inspiration for Chucky, which is why we brought Chucky up in this to begin with. Science tells us dolls are inanimate objects, but those who care for Robert the Doll and thousands who visit him each year know better. Lights flicker, cameras malfunction, letters of apology arrive on a daily basis. The bizarre circumstances surrounding Robert have earned him a reputation as the most haunted doll in the world. Robert is one of a kind, handmade by the Steiff Company of Germany around the turn of the century. Standing 40 inches tall and stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior, he is dressed in a sailor suit, and once bore painted features not unlike those of a jester. His unusual size indicates he may have been fashioned in the image of his constant companion, a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. The story of Robert the doll dates back to the early 1900s when a young boy named Eugene Robert Otto was given a -a one-of-a-kind handmade doll by a servant that worked for his parents in his home. Eugene, who everyone called Gene, named the doll Robert and quickly became attached to his new friend. The doll took Robert as his name, while the boy simply went by Jean. Together, they would go on to make history.
1: Gene and Robert were best friends growing up. Legend speculates voodoo played a part in Robert's formative years, while interviews with those close to the Otto family indicate a great deal of emotional energy was placed upon the doll during Eugene's lifetime. Which, to me, that's kind of why I I had to stop myself from laughing at the voodoo part Because I think it's more Intent Like a tulpa or a thought form Yeah, it's the intent that you put into it It's not creating something new But it's lending characteristics or abilities to something
0: But we'll find out more about this servant later on mm-hmm.
1: Well, he seemed like an ordinary cloth doll It wasn't long before Robert was involved in strange and somewhat terrifying events the first hint that something out of the ordinary was happening was one night when Jean, who was only ten years old, awoke to find Robert the Doll sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Moments later, his mother was awakened by his screams for help and the sounds of furniture being overturned in her son's bedroom. Jean cried for help, begging his mother to rescue him. When she finally was able to wrench the locked door open, she saw poor Gene curled up in fear on his bed, his room in shambles and Robert the Doll sitting at the foot of the bed. Robert did it, were the only words Gene could get out, the same words he would later use many times throughout his childhood when something strange, mysterious, or destructive would happen. Gene went on to become a prominent artist. He designed the gallery at the Fort East Martello Museum and had plans to make his own home a museum complete with a wax imprint of the artist's hands as a vocal point. Though his dream was never realized, his home became known as the Artist House, and stories of the doll's strange behavior became commonplace with those who encountered him after Gene's death in 1974.
0: Gene had a pretty good career. He was uh, in Paris in the 1920s, and he had left Robert the Doll behind, and he got to kind of study with some of the famous artists, because everybody was in Paris in 1920 of course and then he married a singer and she kind of lost her career and went to live with him and robert here in key west where he turned into gene turned into the center of attention and she kind of i don't know was kind of pissed i guess like i mean i understand if you you know have a career and especially like a an entertainment career that giving that up when you're 35 years old you know and moving to Key West and now your husband is at what everybody's focused on that could you know do some stuff to you psychologically and then when you add in that there's a psychotic doll running around she's got a right to be pissed right
1: I would think so I mean there's <laughs> and I believe in that stuff, too. I believe that there's items that you should not have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I have I actually don't know where it is, which worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's this really... I don't know how to describe it. It almost looks like a tribal mask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But it's made out of, c- like, fired clay. Cool. with With sort of blue-green paint and glaze on it. Mm-hmm. And I found it at a garage sale probably pff, 10 years ago
0: sounds like our mask of Kukui episode
1: yeah I was I was chatting with the guy he among everything else he was selling which the my girlfriend at the time was interested in he had like a early 2000s Cadillac for sale and we were just talking about that and I looked over and you know I saw something else at like an album or something that I wanted mm-hmm And he was like, oh, yeah, that's four bucks or it's free if you take that fucking thing with you. And I was like, all right. So I grabbed both of them. And then I thought about it later. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have taken that. But I I was like, what's wrong with it? And he was like, it just creeps me out.
0: Well, if you don't want it, send it to me.
1: Yes. And if you guys have show topic suggestions... Uh, I think the process going forward will be that you write those on the back of a $20 bill (laughs) and mail those to the same P.O. box.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All right, well, let's jump back into it. Did Robert do this? Nobody knows for sure why or how this child's plaything could actually wreak havoc on a child's bedroom or do anything at all. After all, it was just a toy, right? But the weird and inexplicable didn't stop at that one occurrence. Gene's parents would often hear their son upstairs talking to the doll and getting a response back in a totally different voice. Super creepy I have never, like my kids never said that they had imaginary friends or anything like that but could you imagine you know you hear your kid in their room, they're like oh I like tea parties and blah, blah 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 and then you hear I hate tea parties. That would be terrifying.
1: That would be terrifying
0: yeah. They reported seeing the doll speak and witnessing his expression change giggling and sightings of robert running up the steps or staring out the upstairs window were also reported robert continued to live with gene throughout his lifetime and after gene's parents died he moved back into their home with his wife anne gene decided that the doll needed a room of his own and placed him in the upstairs room that had a window overlooking the street and basically we're talking about like i think they call him a turret room where it's above everything in your house. It's just kind of like an attic that just has windows all around it. Beautiful if you can afford it, but... Anne felt uneasy with Robert in the house, and although she couldn't put her finger on it, she wanted Gene to lock the doll up in the attic, where he could do no harm. Gene conceded, and as one could imagine, Robert the doll was not happy with his new digs. Soon, visitors to the home heard footsteps in the attic, the sounds of someone pacing back and forth, and devilish giggling. And there's a scene in the shock doc of Robert the Doll where Jean and Anne have another couple over that they're, you know, having like a little dinner party or whatever, and then they start hearing, like, upstairs. The couple that's visiting is like, oh, is there someone else here? And, uh, Jean is like, oh, it's, it's just our cat. And, Anne, after being pissed of losing her career and this fucking doll, she's like, we don't have a cat. And then the dinner party's like, well, it's time for us to go. And then Gene gets all pissed. And I'm like thinking to myself, dude, you have a fucking haunted doll. It's not, it, it's not unreasonable for your wife to say, get that fucking thing out of here. <laughs> but. Anyway, neighborhood children reported seeing Robert watching them from the window in the upstairs bedroom and told accounts of the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. When Gene heard this, he immediately went to investigate, knowing that he had locked Robert in the attic and there was no way he could be sitting by the window of the upstairs bedroom. But to his complete shock, when he opened the door to the bedroom, there was Robert sitting in the rocking chair by the window. Gene locked Robert back up in the attic several times, each time discovering him again sitting by the window in the same upstairs bedroom.
1: Solaris Hill reporter Malcolm Ross visited Robert and said, It was like a metal bar running down my back. At first when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me?
0: That's quite a bit of speculation for an expression on a face Mm. you know like an expression on a face is like oh my gosh i'm shocked or i'm angry or sad or happy not hey can you show us the expression of who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me
1: ross friends told him robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture it was at this point malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if he was following the conversation One of the men made a comment about what an old fool Gene Otto must have been. To be clear, this is happening when Gene is dead. Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. There was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us.
0: Mm. He's not a scary doll. Neither is uh, the real Annabelle. They're cute. They look cuddly and all that. So it's interesting. Myrtle Reuter purchased the Otto home in 1974. Jean Otto died in 1974, and when a new owner moved into the house on Eaton Street, their ten-year-old daughter was delighted to find Robert the doll in the attic. But her delight ended soon when she claimed that Robert was alive and that the doll wanted to hurt her. She awoke often in the middle of the night, screaming in fear, and told her parents that Robert had moved about in the room. She became Robert's companion and kept him when she moved to Von Pfister Street six years later. In 1994, Mary Reuter donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. Myrtle died a few months later, but Robert remained active. Museum staff noticed a shift of energies at the Fort East Martello Museum. Though Robert was not initially on display, he started receiving visitors as word spread about his new residence. Once he was put on exhibit, Cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence, and soon letters began arriving addressed to the doll, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking for forgiveness. Letters continued to arrive daily. Ghost hunters, TV shows, psychics, skeptics, and believers visit Robert on a regular basis to witness firsthand the strange stories they have heard. Is Robert cursed by voodoo? Is Robert cursed by voodoo? Is he thriving on the energy placed upon him? Is he a misunderstood doll with a playful spirit? Or perhaps just a doll joined by the spirit of his lifelong companion? Is Robert really possessed?
1: Many believe that the origin of Robert's evil lies with, and we haven't really said that he's evil yet, but of Robert's evil lies in the one who originally gave him to Gene Otto, the servant who worked for Gene's parents. This woman was supposedly mistreated by her bosses, and to punish them, it is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic. That might explain the many mysterious and frightening experiences people have had with Robert the doll. But if so, wouldn't the haunting end when the owners died? No one really knows for sure. But one thing remains constant. Robert the doll continues to taunt and scare those who come to view him, especially guests to the museum who attempt to take photos. Many have reported their cameras becoming inoperable when they tried to take a picture of Robert, only to begin working again when they left the museum. Robert the doll sits inside a glass cage, but it doesn't seem to stop him from inflicting fear and discomfort to museum staff and visitors.
0: And before we get to the break, the servant apparently lost a child, a baby, and it's possible that she gave Jean this doll and maybe did a voodoo spell on it. So, you know, to kind of take revenge on her mean bosses. And it was, you know, not just to take revenge on Jean or his family, but just kind of, you know, something put out there in anger. Like, a have you ever just wanted to just scream as loud as you can? Mm-hmm. Just... Just think if doing something like that, just letting out all this anger in this curse washed over Robert and he became evil, possessed, cursed, whatever you want to say. But we'll tell you about some Robert the Doll stories after a quick break. Keepers. Robert the Doll Stories. Becky Vickers is one of Robert's alleged victims and she stated on Discovery Plus she had never believed in curses but she does now and she wrote a letter. The letter states, quote, so many things have changed since meeting you and it can't just be a case of bad luck. I know it's you. Ever since I returned home, Nothing but one bad thing after another has happened to me, and I'm afraid of what you'll do next. I apologize for not believing that you could curse someone if they touched you or took pictures of you without asking you first. I am so, so sorry. I will never doubt the fear that you can curse someone with. I am a believer. She goes on to say that she knew all of the rules. I knew you weren't supposed to touch the glass, but I think the curiosity side got the better of me. I did touch the glass and take some photos without asking. You just don't think things are really going to happen, but they do. We started having truly unexplained things happen in our home. I could feel a presence. I could feel another energy in the house with me. I've never had any experiences in my home with another presence or shadow people, but something was with me. Something dark. Something there to hurt me. The very first thing that went through my mind is, am I seeing Gene Otto? Am I seeing Jean that used to own the doll? Take this for what it's worth, because Becky Vickers also does Goatman Bridge tours, like she runs the tours, I guess, or is a host on the tours, and has written at least one book. So when I look at this, I'm a little suspicious that somebody who has a lot to promote just kind of has this happen to her at random and is sharing it without any hope of publicity or anything. I don't know where you stand on that. I know you didn't, you know, write the Becky Vickers part, but in in my mind, I think it's questionable. But tell us another story.
1: A woman identified only as Rachel had this to say. Robert is a force to be reckoned with. She and her new husband visited Robert on their honeymoon in Key West. They did a ghost tour they had at the fort. After that night, it completely changed the direction of my life. This is from Rachel's perspective. On the ghost tour, they were told they had to respect Robert. Everyone took it seriously except for my husband. The moment my husband disrespected Robert, that's when things took a negative turn. Weeks after, we started noticing things happening at our house. The taps started as little tiny knocks on the wall or on the floors. As days and weeks went on, we noticed the tapping getting closer. They started in the entryway down the hallway and turned into footsteps when they got to the steps. The final breaking point was one night when I got home from work, when I walked into the house, every one of our cabinets was open and everything was stacked on the floor. Talking about it now makes me want to cry because it's the scariest thing that's ever happened in my life. It makes me wonder what happened to make Robert the way he is today.
0: An anonymous 2013 letter to Robert stated, Dear Robert, I was a recent visitor to your museum, and the guide led us to the room where you were located. He told us about the rules to follow. I told you my name, asked permission to take a photo, and thanked you. I thought I followed the rules, but as I slept, Robert, you came to me in a nightmare. And, on a side note, apparently what happened was that she got like boils on, like all over her skin and face, like on her arms and stuff. And that was not something that she stated directly, but that's something that was shown in the documentary that she had all this uh, all, all this skin damage. So I searched you on, this is back to her talking, the letter. I searched you on the internet and everything I read led me to believe I followed all of your rules. And then I noticed another tab. A tab I never noticed before. And she's talking about on the website, of course. And when I clicked on it, I saw a rule I'd never seen before. I didn't know I was supposed to say goodbye, Robert. I didn't know that was a rule. Forgive me.
1: Dan Schultz was another victim of Robert the doll. He visited Key West often and did a ghost tour. He had discounted the curse after seeing that the doll was obviously a kid's toy. He says he decided to be an ass and mess with this little kid's toy. He saw a plexiglass cage and thought it was ridiculous. He said he remembered looking at his wife and thinking, wow, people are weird. They really buy into this. So he started being a jerk, intentionally breaking all the rules. He mocked Robert, took a pick without asking, and so on. He now admits everything he did was wrong. He started having bad luck within 20 minutes of leaving the museum. It started his car trouble but quickly escalated into family members having car accidents and his dog dying. His mom got sick and died, lost his job, lost a huge contract, more pets dying, and Dan getting sick again and almost dying himself. So he thought, what do I have to lose? I'll write it a letter. Within days of writing the apology letter, things went back to normal. I think the intentions that you have really affect like what you get back. And I think that's true with haunted houses or anything else, you know, like Kim is really afraid of haunted houses and she's thought everywhere we've lived has been haunted. I've had experiences before, but when I assume, uh, good intentions, when I assume that whatever it is I'm experiencing is not something that's trying to hurt us or scare us or whatever, it seems like things toned down. I don't know if it's really true that it works that way, but that's how it seems. They're doing what you expect of them. That could be it, too. Uh, and I realized while we were talking about this, I don't think it's Chucky that I was talking about or that I was thinking of earlier that bothered me. I think it was uh, Puppet Master. But it, what, that came out a year later or a year earlier? There there was a, a lot of, like, dolls coming to life movies in the late 80s and early 90s.
0: Time is Buddha construct. Yeah.
1: I bet. I just remember being freaked out by the one with the drill head. Like, it's head, the head of the doll had a drill on it. And they would, like, drill into people's faces, heads, bodies, whatever.
0: (laughs) We're talking about dolls, right? Haunted dolls. But it can go the other way, too. We'll tell you about the Russian doll maker at the after party, which will drop Thursday night. He made dolls out of dead children. Tell them what they need to know.
1: As always, please share us on social media. If you know anybody who you think might be interested in this, let them know. If somebody wants to interact with us, you can do that through social media as well. You can tell somebody else to write us a mean letter (laughs) or a nice letter, or you can write what you want to write on the back of the $20 bill and mail it to to our uh, upcoming PO box. You can find us on TikTok at cryptique underscore podcast or cryptique podcast for our YouTube. And as always, check out the Parabox link in the show notes. That helps us out a lot. And they've got some pretty cool stuff.
0: Good evening, Crypt Keepers.